Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. That's right, being south of the border, I'm still bringing another podcast. While you guys are enjoying this podcast, I'll be finishing my nine-day trip through the Baja in my off-road Can-Am, doing a 900-mile loop through the desert, and I'll be back in town before you know it, kicking out more new podcasts. But that doesn't stop me from bringing you something good this week. This week, we're going to be talking about the 80s. I've got Bob Daniels and Tori Alonzo, both from Pennsylvania, two guys that are heavy into uh, the VW scene, especially on the East Coast, and they're both guys that are hot on the 80s. Bob Daniels runs the uh, custom VWs, the 80s and 90s Facebook page, and Tori Alonzo has just picked up an old-school 80s cow car that he's building. So we talk about uh, a little bit of the nuances with the 80s cow look scene and some of those things that are uh, quintessential of the 80s but before we get into that let's look at some reviews because guess who hit 200 reviews that's right you guys are rad we broke 200 reviews and i'm gonna go over the latest reviews we just got first review comes from mike from australia he says great work on the podcast he especially enjoys hearing people's vw stories due to your influence i'm now the proud owner of a split 11 window bus being imported from south africa a great resource for blue collar style restorations this adds to my 72 double cab and 73 square back. Looking forward to your pending bug restoration as being able to restore uh, VWs and number 39s in the shed on a realistic budget is really rewarding even when mistakes are made every damn time, Mike says. So Mike's out of uh, Australia. Dub Delight says, uh, and just like that, there goes 111 episodes. This is the best podcast series for VW lovers worldwide. The subjects and banter with the guests are great and on point and well worth listening to while it's wrenching on the dubs in the garage or cruising the roads in New Zealand while while at work. Bill and George keep all the players, keep them coming, and devoted listener and merch supporter from day one. That's right, Jeremy Longman, a.k.a. Husky Dog out of New Zealand, man. Another one, D.B. Miller. It's my boy Brent says, Bill does a great job. The topics are always interesting and informative. The roundtables with his brother George and his every other guest are very entertaining. Keep you laughing with their banter, and I've even I've been hooked since I listened to my first podcast. Keep up the good work, and looking forward to your new podcast. Next up is Krieg's VW Bill. This podcast is immense with wealth of knowledge for everyone. Truly stunning interviews that correct all the that connect all the dots for those who don't know. Thank you for this. And then, boom, 200 reviews. Matt Jackson from VW Life. If you guys haven't checked out VW Life, go on their YouTube channel. Check it out. It's pretty rad. Uh, I love listening to Let's Talk Dubs. The stories of these people and these crazy cars are fun to hear. Thanks to Bill for documenting them. I listen and my friends listen, and then we talk about the stories we heard on the podcast. Keep up the great work. Your boy Matt Jackson from VW Life on YouTube. So make sure you guys go check out their YouTube channel and support those guys that are creating some pretty cool stuff. And we'll probably have that group on the podcast sometime soon coming up. So now, guys, let's get into this week's roundtable with Tori Alonzo and Bob Daniels when we talk about the 80s on this week's Let's Talk Dubs. Wagon, 
So this week, guys, we're doing another roundtable, and the roundtable we're doing today is going to be on the 80s, and I, and I brought in a couple 80s guys to help me discuss this, and uh, our two guests today, our first guest, both these guys are from East Coast, surprisingly enough, that are working on resurrecting some of the 80s stuff, and uh, first is going to be Bob Daniels from Westchester, PA. Um, he created, he, he runs the Facebook and started the Facebook page um, custom VWs of the eighties and nineties. And also he, he's the guy that put on the eighties uh, are back at Prado that in my opinion, helped kick off a lot of this stuff and, and stirred up a lot of emotions from the eighties. And he also owns a, that 63 rag top that Scott Gilner built with the scallops on it. And if you want to know more about Bob, you can listen to episode 42 on let's talk dubs where we do a deep dive into Bob and his let's talk dub or his Volkswagen story. Our other guest today is Tori Alonzo and he's from Mercer PA and he was uh, in the bug movie and he's the owner of baby boys, old school Cadillac car. And he was a previous guest on the podcast episode 87. So boys, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for having What's me, up, man. Mike? Good to be here. So just wanted to start our discussion today because obviously, you know, and I think a lot of it, I've been saying a bunch of my buddies that the 80 stuff is going to be kicking off uh, I told these guys years ago that 80 stuff's going to be coming back. You watch, you wait. And then I think maybe what started to solidify that was uh, at Prado a couple years ago now when uh, Bob took the liberty to get the uh, 80s, you know, 80s are back section. They put a lot of work in that, getting a lot of cars resurrected that were gone for a while and kind of had them show up at Prado. And I think a lot of that was coming back. Um, Bob, let's start with you. Uh, what what kind of was your driving force behind doing that? Well, it was a little bit of the timing was right, mm -hmm. number one. But let's be honest, I had that 80s car that I bought in 97, and I kind of rode the wave of that car not really being cool and being dated. And then all of a sudden, I started realizing that the car started becoming more of a survivor and I'm like, I think there's a re I think people are starting to like the 80s. And, you know, and then there was a whole Radwood thing. And, you know, it was just the fact that the 80s were back. You could see it on TV, um, yeah. just in commercials, things that my daughter was wearing. Every kid in the world is wearing Vans now. The 80s are just cool again. So that was that was sort of the catalyst. It was, you know, let's get some of these 80s cars back together. I needed an excuse to take my car back to California anyway, so it, the timing was just right. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. And, and then both you guys, uh, you know, with you and Tori, both you guys are growing up East Coast? Um, Bob, you did, right? I grew up in Texas, I actually. Did, yeah, no, I, yeah, I grew up basically. I, I was born in Pittsburgh, but my whole car culture is, you know, just outside of Philadelphia. You know, it's East Coast, and I think we're all we're all in our in and hovering around forties, mid to late forties, somewhere in the forties range. Or, yep. Or Tori a yep. little younger than us, or you guys? We're all close to the same age. I'm forty four, so I'm pretty close to you guys. I think. Yeah. So you're. I'm forty seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm the old man, probably. Well, I'm four. I'm forty eight. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. There well, there you go. But, I am uh, the baby of the group, I guess. Yeah. So. But I think it's funny because I, you know, we've we talked before, and we all kind of grew up on. Hot VW's magazine, VW Trends, like, you know, mid to late 80s, like we kind of got to see that whole scene, even though we were younger and that, you know, we grew up on all these cars that we geek about on, you know, Bob's Facebook page, which, which it, honestly, I think that's been a big driver for 
kind of the uh, the resurgence of the interest in the 80s as well as obviously social media is driving a lot of this. But his page has done wonders to, you know, kind of raise awareness of that scene. And, you know, especially with COVID lately, it seems like everyone's kind of locked down and just, you know, wanting to reminisce about funner times when, you know, you could do more and get out and things weren't so, you know, politically correct. Like in, in the 80s, just kind of like ticks all those boxes for everybody, it seems like. But but yeah, I think I think that's it. I don't know if this is like a midlife crisis thing that we're going through, but you know, it, it seems like we're all kind of like in that same space right now. Well, which is funny. Yeah. Based on, based on history and like what goes on with, uh, with typical, the collector car world, it's typically pushed by the demographics of the guys that are collecting cars. Right. So when guys get to our age in their mid forties and their fifties, what they'll start doing is they've got discretionary income where they can actually spend that money on something that they wanted when they were a kid that they couldn't afford. Like I, I definitely couldn't cruise a cool looking bug. I mean, the thing I had was a pure heap and uh, that, right. was, that was part of the reason that I owned it. You know what I mean? So, right. um, I, I think that's part of the resurgence. So you're, you're seeing a lot of the stuff that was cool when we were kids, you know, blazers and typhoons and mini trucks, all that stuff coming back. And yep. it's because they were the things that, you know, that, we were into when we were young. So, um, one of those things, so, so I'll start on myself. Some of you guys that don't know that haven't heard the story. So I picked up the, the, uh, the chop rod is what it's referred to in the magazine, right? Chop rods, the name of the magazine. And that's the red chop top 65 beetle that was built by Scott Gildner and then sold to Jim mode. And then Jim mode did some mods on it. But you know, Tori and I did a podcast and then Tori connected me. And the story behind that was Tori connected me with Bob. Then Bob, you know, like we were talking, you're like, Hey, Bob's got that guy's contact. That dude wants to sell the car. And then I end up buying that car. And, and the long play on it, when I started thinking about it, I thought, Hey, the car is super influential for me, most especially. But secondly, I think, you know, Scott Gildner is one of these guys that's in the scene that produced a lot of cars that were in the magazine, at least painted tons of the cars that were featured in trends and hot VWs in the eighties. And I think he's kind of gone as a little bit unrecognized to some degree. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I totally, I don't want to interrupt you, but I totally agree with you. It's amazing how many cars that guy had in the magazine. And he's just one of those VW dudes. You just never knew the guy's name. Yeah, he you know he you know, was he was the neighborhood guy painting cars for these for these guys. You know what I mean? Like he he was just the guy in San Fernando Valley. And, and the interesting thing is, his cars specifically had a look to them, right? Because in San Fernando Valley was kind of the hot rod area, and so a lot of the cars that he did, he was doing scallops, shave trim, you know, wheels wheels painted colors to match the cars. He he showed me a picture of the first car he did scallops on was nineteen eighty three. Wow. Which to That's me, amazing. yeah, it's like he's the guy, in my opinion, that should get a lot more credit than he has for uh, and what I'm now coining as the San Fernando Valley look. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, you, well, know, you know, what's funny is Bob and I were actually just talking about that car, and you know, not, not to get off on a tangent, but he and I have kind of like started to build back our um, our libraries of like old VW trends and hot VWs. So I'm like, kind of, I'm kind of filling in the blanks of like all the stuff that I'm missing. And I had all the special episodes or the uh, special issues at one point, like the how to customize your VW, blah, blah, blah. 
And I sold them for big bucks probably like 10 years ago because people started collecting those. Well, I've since had to go back and buy those back. I'm still wait. I'm still waiting on one, but I got the one that your car is in. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because we were talking the other day. I was like, there's really not much of a mention of Scott Gildner with the red car <laughs> and the Valley Boys spread, which is hilarious. Like, you know, it's it's almost like Jim, you know, got the car and then it, a lot of people don't even realize that that was, you know, Scott Gildner's car and that he did all of that work on it. The only mention of Scott Gildner in that whole article is about the black car, not yeah. the red one, which I thought was hilarious. But it and, yeah, also, and I think a lot of people don't realize that, that he also built that black car. Yeah, he built a black car. He's actually, you know, when I interviewed him, he had a lot to do with a lot of the Carson tops and stuff back in the day. I mean, he built a lot of Carson tops for these faux convertibles. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's kind of one of the things he's known for with hot rods now, you know, so you look wow. at the evolution of a guy who started, you know, he's in his uh, mid to late fifties now, but he's very well respected in the, in the hot rod paint scene, paint and body scene and whatnot. And, uh, you know, him, his car is having a whole specific type of style that really influenced the scene because, uh, you know, Bob's got, Bob's got the car we talked about, um, the one that the scallop, the 63 scallop bug that's on the cover of all the back to the 80s stuff. And everybody's seen it on the eighties and nineties page. But when you bought that car, Bob, did you buy it? Because it was the, the car that was, that was it a featured car? No, the, the crazy part about my car was, and, and you know, now I, I I've learned all this within the past couple of years when I bought it, I knew nothing about it. In fact, in fact, the information I was giving from the seller was not even correct. It was, there was a little bit of truth and a little bit of, you know, embellishment. Mm -hmm. So I was just, I bought my car based on the fact that it was like, no, we bought it from somebody who built it 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I really virtually knew nothing until, you know, Facebook and all that stuff. And then I tracked down the guy I bought it from. And, you know, and one thing led to another, I found out more information. I knew nothing about that car other than the fact that, you know, it seemed to look similar to some of the other ones that I had seen in the magazine, but I couldn't connect those dots until about, you know, two years ago. Yeah. And Tori, you just picked up a car. Tell us about the car that you just picked up. Yeah, it's, it's kind of got a cool history. And I, I didn't even really set out to find, you know, this particular car or whatever. I just kind of wanted something, you know, since I was off of flying because of COVID, you know, I had the, the last, I guess, six months off, really off work. And I was like, ah, it'd be fun to have something to tinker with over the winter. So I'll throw out a wanted ad on, I think it was on the Samba. I put a wanted ad and I was just like, you know, looking for 80s custom project. Not really expected I'd get anything. And this guy texted me from, I think he was up in Simi Valley is where it was at. And he said, Hey, I've got a car that might, you know, fit the bill. He said it was like an old eighties custom. Um, I drug it out of a, a backyard in Reseda. It was down in the Valley and um, I don't really know any of the history on it, but it's got some interesting stuff on it. So he sent me some pictures and, and I looked at it and it's got like, it's got these access holes hacked out of the, you know, rear fender wells for the IDAs, you know, when they, when they used to do that. And so you could tune them and, and it, it, you could tell it, it had a lowered beam on it at one point, but now it didn't. And it had these two decals on it. Well, it had a decal in the quarter window that said Johnny's high performance. So the first thing I thought was Johnny's speed and Chrome. Well, it wasn't that shop. It was a different shop, but they just kind of copied the font. So it says Johnny's High Performance, Southgate, California. And then on the deck lid, which is really cool, in in hot pink, like hand-painted logo, 
it says Johnny's High Performance, Southgate, California. And it was like a, you know, original, like painted logo that someone had just freehanded. It looked really cool. It was all weathered. And um, so I, you know, I started doing my research on this. I connected with um, a guy named Robert. He goes by VW Kid on um, Instagram and Facebook. And he grew up in that, in that East LA VW scene back in the 80s. And, and I just happened to throw a post on the Samba on our little 80s uh, group. I think it's Who Remembers Cal Style, I think is the name of the right, thread or right. whatever. And he knew instantly that shop. He was like, oh, my gosh. He was like, I used to you know, hang out all the time at that shop. He was like, you know, there was a detail place next door called Chubb's Rubs. And like these were all Volkswagen guys and they built high performance cars. He was like, yeah, he's like that car used to street race, you know, from like 83 to 85, 86 ish. And I'm I'm like super obsessed with the logoed cars from, you know, East L.A., like you know, bad temper two and, and Ragberry and, and sound of speedy. And, you know, Bob and I talk about those cars all the time. And so it's funny because this car was essentially a logoed car without the logos on the side. Right. And so that's kind of been my project lately is I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, researching the history on the car. I'm trying to track down some of the guys that were, you know, involved with it. And, um, and, basically i'm trying to return everything to to 80s um i got baby turbo you know had baby turbo mirrors on it but they were pretty clapped out so i found an nos pair of vitaloni baby turbos to put on um you know did the chrome louvered firewall i've got the chrome running boards they're louvered all that stuff but the funniest part of this whole story is i found out that this car was affiliated with a car club called baby boys <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> and, and it's like b-o-y-z like it's not cool enough that it, it was an s it has to be a z baby boys and um and so robert just happened to have a picture of him that was posted in like i think lowrider magazine in like 83 or something and it showed a picture of him riding in one of these baby boys club cars and I was like, hey, I was like, would they, he's still friends with all these guys. I was like, well, would he, you know, would any of these guys care if I replicated the logo and put it back on the quarter window? And they're like, no, that would, that would be awesome. That'd be really cool. Send us pics. So I had a guy replicate the logo and had it cut out to like match the color of the Johnny's logo on the deck lid. And I put those on the quarter window. So rocking the baby boys. No. And, and it, you know, and, and part of it is, I think, you know, part of it is connected with something that was in our youth. And the second part is like the the part I think that we connect with that was back in our youth is like that's the time when we were kind of carefree, didn't have a mortgage and uh, you know all the responsibilities yeah. of adulting and all that kind of stuff, and definitely and, and it's encapsulated in a physical object. You know, I think that's what maybe does does some of the the drawing to it. But you know, with these cars starting to push up in value, you know, Bob's page has kicked up a lot of cars. Uh, any cars recently, Bob, that have come up on the '80s and '90s page that really uh, stand out to you that have, that have just appeared out of nowhere? Well, the the one that appeared out of nowhere, I mean, legitimately, like out of nowhere, was the one. Have you, I don't know if you saw it, but the the pink Gia that was yeah. just <laughs> bought and sold to the UK. I mean, quietly sold. Bro, that was and a stealth the, move. Yeah, the, but the but the best part about it is the fact that. Paige Proctor seemed to have not. Was it, oh no, I'm sorry. George Delfino uh-huh. had some sort of connection to that car, and that's who kind of facilitated the deal, right, Tori? Yeah, that's how I understand it. Yeah, that, yeah. that apparently they had put the word out. George Delfino, who owned Shockwave, the you know crazy Type Three custom or whatever, 
he um and I, I think that whole clique is like Chris Addington, George Delfino, they're all like the Bakersfield like VW club, you know. I think those guys are all still kind of keep in touch or whatever. Well, I, I So they must have known where this car was at. You I, know. I got a little bit of insight on that because of my podcast with uh with Chris Addington, but there's they're not they're, there's not that much of a click as you would think there would be but george delfino i've been in talks with him about getting him on the podcast to talk about you know about his car and that time mm-hmm. during the 80s when all that stuff was being built but what's really cool is through through facebook now it keeps detective work so low to where you know you can just hop on there like you could find jim moto with my car like the, the guy that had my car you just type his name up boom find him on facebook reach out to him through messenger and and that's the interesting part that i think has been huge for this generation right is that a lot of us guys the demographic for facebook is guys that are our age right people that are in our age bracket right. maybe 35 and up and it's it's the way to be able like i i mean i even looked up a couple cars where i was like looking the magazine then i just google searched somebody's name okay case in point my favorite magazine cover of the 80s was 1988 the i think it's november 88 vw trends and it was uh cat's rag right the 59 rag top yeah i was just looking at a a picture of it as (laughs) like as we're talking here that's so funny and so i i reached out to the uh the owner's name i can't remember his name off the top of my head um, and I reached out to him via Facebook and then we had this whole conversation for like, I mean, it went on for quite a while and I definitely got a sense of his personality through the Facebook conversation. <laughs> and I guess he and his brother had built, he said they, that his brother who passed away, um, he and his brother, but I think mostly his brother was responsible for building about 10 cars that were featured in the eighties in the magazine and his car, wow. uh, you know, his car went away. Cause I was, I was like, I was thinking I was slick and I was like, bro, I'm gonna find out if this dude's got cat's rag. I'm gonna buy that dude up. Cause that to me, like that, that color, you know, that, that yeah. ra- it was like a raspberry. It's like a raspberry color, but it's like, a, it's a, yeah, like a pink, right. With a fully yeah. polished yeah. alloy. It's a raspberry. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the Recaro's the velour interior like that to me, that's that was like my dream car back in the day because that was you know one of the first issues that I had and and being broken a kid man it was like the only issue I had for a year or two you know so yeah but Facebook's allowed us to be able to reach in and, and track these people down which is probably how the Gia was found you know because if you're cruising through those old eighties magazine and you see what, what's his name Proctor uh, the guy that page. The, the page proctor yeah you can you yeah. can look him up and then i just popped in a facebook and like oh there he is there's this dude right here and i just doing some facebook detective scrolling and there's a picture of the car and thinking like man how hard would it be to be like hey i'm interested in the car would you be would you want to sell it just like the same thing with with the car that i got that bob connected with jim it's like some of these guys are kind of past it and they're like yeah you know and and like me looking back at the condition that the car was sitting in the 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 chop top i'm just kind of bummed out that it was just neglected. Um, I mean, bro, the work we just did just to get the, when I say we, I mean, mostly my brother, but I did the back brakes. Um, but I mean, like the work that we did just to get that car to where it's safe to drive. You know what I mean? Right. And then right. new tires on it, polish the wheels up. And then I still have tons of work, like door solenoid work and all kinds of stuff just to get the car to be like functioning as it was. And even crazier, it's not a show car. Like it's, the undercarriage of the car is not detailed. There's, you know, it's, it was, when I talked to Scott, that car was built for his daily driver, you know? Right. So, you know, but. Well, I mean, guys out there like Buddy Hale have really like raised the bar too. I mean, what, 
you know, what people considered a show car back in the eighties. I mean, like obviously rod buster is probably the, you know, the one car that, that still like sets the, sets the bar as far as cars back then. But I mean, you didn't really have guys blowing that much money on paint jobs like, like you do now. So, I mean, right. it's, it's definitely the, the scene has definitely changed a lot. I mean, the creativity was a lot more back then, but quality of work now definitely, I think is a lot better than what it used to be. I mean, I would say that, you know, a lot of the German folks cars are probably way nicer than most of the cover cars, you know, oh, back sure. then. And those guys drive those cars all over the place. So but it's just funny talking, how, how things change. I was talking on the group with, I don't know whether it was RK or Dan Letter. It wasn't RK. It was someone from UW Trends, whether it might have been Dan Ledbetter or not. But there's a car on the cover of, um, of VW Trends. And the whole front apron was all damaged, and it, yeah. there it is, right on the cover. Of That's the magazine. Ye- the yellow convertible, the yellow one, yeah, the uh-huh. yellow one with the the bikini um, issue, right? That one, and there was another car that a few years ago was actually on the Samba for sale. Total '80s car, white with pink graphics with some oval. Um, and you look at that car, and there's like scratches and nicks on the fenders and all that stuff. But I guess it was just a race back then, you know, to get these cars in the magazine before it's the other, the other, you know, before the other magazine grabbed it up. Yeah. yeah that's funny. So, but these, you know, the other thing, the other thing was like, you know, we talk about us when we were kids, a lot of us were driving these cars to and from school. Like they oh, were yeah. our drivers. And then on the weekends, you stick them up on jack stands and show off your painted brake drums. Oh, no yeah, question. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And, yeah. And I think, you know, back then the show car thing was like, okay, forget detail on the wiring. Just slap a nice carpet kit or do a cool stereo system up front to cover all the all, all the gnarliness. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you look under the dress of the the old rag chop, bro, and it's a bad scene, dude. Like, of chop rod, it's a, it's a whole... Like you open it up, dude. It's you don't want to see what it looks like underneath there. So there's got to be a lot of straightening out. I'll probably put a new wiring harness in it. It's because it was all covered in vinyl stereo stuff and and all that good stuff. You know the thing with those cars in the '80s. Back to what I was saying is they were really. So the difference is, I I look at it this way, right? The difference is the cars that are nowadays they kind of pay homage to the stock, like stock colors and stock stock feel and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is. In the 80s, I think there was a little more individuality as far as like everybody wanted their car to stand out. And a lot of cars nowadays. A little more individuality, I think, is an understatement. Yeah. And nowadays, no disrespect to like anything from German folks to, uh, you know, a lot of other car clubs, DKP, like all their cars look they're, they're like they've got these seven checkpoints and they all look really similar and there's no really unique standouts in some of yeah. those cars and i think that's what the 80s was about because it was young kids with jobs that were regular jobs that were saving their pennies to do whatever they wanted to do to their cars to make them look as unique as yeah. possible you know i mean you saw there in the 80s there's lots well, of I yeah, think totally I even go ahead I think I even brought up in my podcast with you before. I have a buddy of mine around here, and he said that VW shows now are a package of M&Ms. It's virtually the same car over and over and over again with a different color paint job on it. You know, yeah. it's you yeah. know that that the, you know, look. Don't get me wrong. I, my oval is that exact thing. It is you know it's the slammed oval on alloys with the stock color paint job. Right. Don't get me wrong. I love it. 
but I also fortunate enough to have that other car that creates that individuality. Right. You, you it's a yeah, rest, resto I custom. Agree. You know, the yeah, re- it is, it is, you're right. There is, there is just this list that, you know, the, the boxes get checked, you know, early's narrowed beam slammed, you know, a lot of times they're early models rag top if you're lucky, you know, but back then it was just, you know, the, the sky was the limit as far as your imagination and, you know, maybe social media has something to do with that too, is like people are so quick to just jump on everybody's, you know, case now like oh i can't believe you paint that pink or i can't believe that you would do this or why wouldn't you paint it the original color or blah 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 like back then you didn't have that so it was just like no i'm just gonna build the car i want to build i could really care less what anyone else thinks and everyone was cool with it and that's kind of what was fun about the scene back then well and what you have with the internet now is you have every guy that never had a voice or a platform now has a voice or a platform and all he could do is smash the keyboard and get all upset when he's got no car to most of these people that are just trash talkers have no car to speak of and yeah. the reality is if you're, if you're truly an enthusiast in the hobby, man, you, you just, people's cars are their own and it's like, yeah. they, they can do with them what they want, which is why my cars, I personally believe are fairly unique and stand alone on themselves because I don't try to follow us. I mean, like I have my style, which is trying to do something different, um, with the limitations that we have. I mean, any, you know, anybody can say I'm going so different. I'm going to get these crazy Giovanni wheels from my Volkswagen. And then now you've just gone off the charts and no one's talking to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You exactly. Know? I mean, there's a line that you cross, but even in the, even in the eighties, you know, you're talking about, you know, the more outrageous, I, there's a car on the cover. It's a, two, it's one of the first two tone cars on the cover. And the guy, I think, owned a powder coating business. And every piece of the car underneath is powder coated a different color on the engine tin. Um, yep. But it, it's on the cover. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I they, think his name is Chris, Chris Hill. What is it? I think it was Chris Hill was the name of that guy who owned that car. Yeah. But and you're it, right. And yeah, and they did that. The, the cover was shot at that Frisco's drive-in, which yeah. is the same drive-in that that VW Trent's, like one of my favorite covers of all time, same, same exact place. It's hilarious. Yeah. And, and the, the, the interesting part is like powder coating was like this new technology that just came out, check it out. And he's got all his engine, engine pieces and parts are done differently, but it was just kind of that, what could you do to make your car stand out to yeah. where people recognizes your car? So one of the things I wanted to get you guys on is if you guys had to give me your top five cars, eighties through the nineties, what are your, what are your top five that are the most memorable cars? You know, and who's ready to go first with that? I, I oh, just God. sprung. I just sprung this to you guys. I, go, I, I don't know if I can rattle off five, but I can rattle off my top two. And they're not. The first one is important to me only because it was on the cover of the very first VW magazine I ever saw. Right. And that's that pink notch back. And well, it's the removable hardtop notch back that they refer to as future shock. Yeah. It's actually for sale right now with that. Uh, over in Arizona, he's and what's he asking for do that I car? Love, do, do I love that car? I, I don't know if I love that car, but that is that was the issue. That was the very first VW magazine I had ever seen. And what's he asking for that car? Well, I think that's why it's still for sale because he will not give a price. He's like, and it's that it's that whole thing. And you actually talked about this on your last podcast, on your last roundtable. It's the whole like you know throwing it out there, blah blah blah. And it was like, Just I'm not going to take the waters. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm not going to take 16000 for it, you know, but, you know, it's less than fifty. <laughs> it's like, well, come on, right. dude. Like, 
you know, Mike Wolf on American Pickers always has the best line when people try to do that to him. And he's always like, I can't buy it and sell it. You know, like, you got to give me a price here, dude. Like, right. <laughs> and it's true. So, like, that's probably why that car is still available. But it's been on the Sama forever. He'll chime in every now and then on Bob's Facebook page, too. And, so, and you know. So, Bob, your first one, your first one is uh, Future Shock. Get, right. Give me my, your my top second, five, like, my, 80s cars. Future Shock and what else? Oh well, that, I mean, well, that's I mean, the, the future. I if if I had crazy money, and I had a crazy garage, and I had a Leno garage, and I was going to blow a little bit of cash, I would reproduce that Sound of Speedy car. The reason for me is there's a lot to like about that car for me. It's just you know, it's got the alloys. It's a '67. It's you know, it's a little bit different. It's it was on the cover of the magazine. The one time I happened to be in Los Angeles as a kid happened to be the same time as the Jamboree was going on. Right. And my dad took me there, and I took about 15 photographs, and one was that car because, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. This is a cover car, and I'm <laughs> yeah. seeing it in the flesh. That car means a lot to me. I think, And, and plus, I just think it's a cool-looking car. And with those logo on the side, it's just, you know, it's just that era. I like it. Yeah, no, no, no question. I mean, that, these cars have a certain impacts on us. Uh, so you got Future Shock, Sound of Speedy. What's your yeah? Th those two. What's your next? Um, what's your next? I mean, you're just going to your like your '80s, your cars that come to your forefront when you think '80s. Well, I mean, G George Delfino's Future Shock certainly is comes up. I mean, you you couldn't you couldn't pick up a magazine and not shockwave yeah shockwave you couldn't yeah. you could not see that i mean it was in every single magazine um you you know you mentioned cat's rag cats i mean i don't know i don't know if a car gets much you know much better than that that car with its you know porsche raspberry it was it was on you know deep sixes and four and a halves and the backs were painted to match the car you know it had the um the the torn the 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 tornado mirrors or yep. whatever they called yeah. that car was just that that car was sick yeah i mean uh and you got one more you gotta give me one more buddy one more oh. we could just pick it just pick what you're just thinking 80s man what pops to your forefront in your mind for the 80s 80s um, 90s the well the He's getting froze. He's freezing up. He's freezing up. No, I am. Free. I mean, you know what? It, the, the, you know the problem is there's so darn many of them. It doesn't, I mean, but it doesn't have to be the, the best. Just has to be the ones that come to you when you're thinking '80s. Like what? Because you're gonna pop five cars pop in your head. It's this, 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 and this. Like just these are the cars. Didn't you say you liked that green one with the flames, Bob? That was in trends. Wasn't that one of the first issues you ever got to? No. No. Oh no, I'm, I'm I was never really a flame guy. Oh, okay. Um, You're not a flamer. But, no, I wasn't. A You're not a flamer. That's weird. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you a car. I don't even. I can't believe I even really didn't even think about this. And look, you guys probably laugh at me, but we already are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 car that I drew. I mean, I literally I drew this car. Remember, I'm from the East Coast. Sure. So you have to give me a little bit of a break. The 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 car in the make friends creative car craft ad that was the car that i wanted when i was a kid 
The the yellow oh. one specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, not the red one, but that yellow one. It that was. I, it's funny that I should that should have been my number one because that was the car that I wanted when I was a kid. I mean, I drew that car. I traced it. I figured out how many I was going to do the graphics. I knew everything. I mean, I had that catalog. I knew exactly the cost that I said. Oh, I cannot afford to build this car. And then. <laughs> And then ultimately, I found one that was sort of done the way that car was built. And that was my first car. I had, I had a pink, whale-tailed, wide-fendered, creative car craft car. Well, that was but, my first Volkswagen. But you know what? The, those cars were those those cars were cool. They were cool for that time. You know what I mean? And it's funny right now. There was one for sale uh, that had the whole like 930 kit on it. <laughs> that I forget. Okay. The, it had the Mulholland kit on it with the square headlights. And, uh, okay. which is different than the 930 than the slant nose kit. And there was one for sale in Vegas and I almost was going to buy it. And then my brother just kept ridiculing me. <laughs> it was like three grand. And I thought it would just be cool to have it. Like I need another project, but I just thought that one, one day that car is going to be worth some money and not buying it to make money. But like, it's a, it's a snapshot in time of yeah. what, what was cool back then. You know what I mean? So, Definitely. yeah, I mean, it is one of those things that was cool back then that it really hasn't, it, you know, I'll even, I'll even go out on a limb and say my scallop cars kind of come back into coolness. I, you know, those cars are cool to me, but I don't know if they appeal to the masses like they do to myself. Well, I think if you're driving that car around, like in night, you said you bought it in 97 and 97 is like, Oh, you bought a man. That car's old. You know what I mean? Because it's like the scallops date it, but now, the scallops now, it's just like all the guys, like even like Aaron Cahan and those guys, like he's in the Burbank choppers and all those guys do is try to replicate the stuff the guys did in the forties and fifties. You know what I mean? Like that's their right, whole, right. their whole style is that style. So, um, you know, the, the eighties thing in and of itself is coming back to, uh, I'm not, I don't want to say it's coming back. It's being appreciated again. And I think, you know, a lot of these guys, because they built these cars, you know, kept them because they put way too much money in them to sell them. It didn't make sense to sell them. But now they're getting to a point where, you know, they're older and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything with this car. I'll sell it. But th there's an attachment there. So they want to sell it to somebody that's really going to care for the car. So I think it's amazing that, that, you know, Tori put out an ad for a wanted car and ends up getting feedback on like, Hey, I got this old school cow car. You want this cow that you want, you want to pick this car up and then you end up snatching up this car and now you've got a cool little project to, to resurrect back to the days of like, you know, cruising, cruising Crenshaw and just run totally. you know, yeah. on the, on the yeah. East, East style or what Weedier Weedier Boulevard is what they used to cruise back yeah. in the day. So yeah, exactly. Tori, same question for you. F top five eighties cars. Like if you had okay. to pick top five, not, not, not top, but just that. first five come to your, come to your brain. Well, so here's, what's funny is, is, is you're going to totally like see a pattern with my stuff because I think probably one of my number one cars would be bad Raz. Yeah. Bad Raz to me was just amazing. Like love that car. Yeah. Hang on, we can hold on. We can hold on a sec. If we need to. We good. Yeah. You're good. All right. Cool. Yeah. I would say, I would say probably number one for me would be bad Raz. That's yeah. that car to me was just amazing. Um, but to me, I mean, you, the quintessential eighties, car is porsche raspberry that's that's the color i mean e even back then i was just like god that car like the car looks so good with that color on it 
you know, you match that with some polished Fuchs and it's just like game over. Like I just, I love that car. So definitely uh bad Raz would be one. Um, cat's rag. I love cat's rag. Right. I love the original. I, lo- I mean, uh, like I said, you're going to see a pattern here. I love the original Ragberry, And I was so bummed that like, it was cool that it got redone, but they didn't do any of the original Ragberry stuff on it. Like the hood on the new one doesn't have the louvers. Like it was completely like a different car. Like they still had the Ragberry put on the side or whatever. And I mean, the paint's impeccable. Like it looks amazing, but I just wish they would have done like the louvers and the roll bar and, you know, just been more yeah. like period. It's correct. You know, it was yeah. almost like an updated replica version of it or whatever, but I loved the original Ragberry. Like that car was amazing. Um, do you remember uh, the car? It was, I think it was called Red Rider. Mm-hmm. It was like a 70, gosh, I don't know. It was probably like a 71 or a 72 and um, had like a fully detailed floor pan. It was like, had these like silver kind of bar graphics on the side. Um, I think it was January 87 Hobby W's, the cover of that one. That, that car, car still was, exists? Yeah, Randy Carlson sold it like within right. the last 10 years, I think. And um, they still had like the floor pan. I think it was like a fiberglass cover that they put over the floor pan that was all like smoothed out. It had, you know, like a crazy mural of the car with, I think like the road runner was driving it or something. Yeah. Um, that was a wild car. I mean, just like, you know, the, the level of detail on something like that was just unreal. And then, um, I mean, you can't mention 80s cars without mentioning Rodbuster. I mean, to me, Rodbuster was just like another level, you know, right, that was right. all the billet and stuff. I mean, I remember I remember when I was a kid, I think I think it was like 88 is when he first put it on the market. And it was in a little like square classifieds in the back of the magazine. And it was like, I think he had it for like two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars is what he had listed it for. And I'm, I'm sure that was probably still a loss for what it cost him to build it. But I just remember thinking, like, as a kid, like, that can't be right. Like, surely that is 25000 Like, I just couldn't fathom a Volkswagen being worth a quarter of a million dollars right. back then. But, um, yeah, I mean, that car was just next level. And the fact that he's kind of kept it pretty much exactly how it was back then is pretty cool, even though he's repainted it, I think, twice since then. <laughs> yeah, no question. And then you're – so that's your five then. So your, your final car is Rodbuster. Yeah, I would say Rodbuster. Yeah. Yeah. And so but I, you know, as far as something to cruise on the street, I think you can't go wrong with a Porsche raspberry car with, you know, polished wheels and some louvers in there. I mean, that's like my top three, like eighties things that I wrote down right here is, you know, it's gotta be Porsche raspberry. It's gotta have louvers and, and I'm a sucker for baby turbo mirrors too. Right. So, and that's what was cool about this car that I bought too, is like, I don't feel guilty about having to do any of this stuff because like I, I, I wouldn't be able to drill holes in a door, but this thing already had the holes drilled because it had baby turbos already. So like, you know, I'm getting to do all this stuff, but I don't have to like, you know, like yeah. feel bad about drilling holes and stuff. So, no. I mean, that was kind of cool. It's got one piece windows. I don't have to cut doors for one piece windows. So it, it kind of worked. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's part of the thing with, with, you know, the 80 style was like, do whatever you want to do. Don't, you're not, you're, you're not, pigeonholed into like you can only do these types of mods like all the modern resto mod cars like you got to go with a stock color you can do fuse or these wheels or those wheels but if you do those wheels it's out and you know it's got a bunch of a bunch of that 
you know, back and forth, like within these parameters. But in the eighties, it was like, do whatever you want. It's your car. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no judgment, you know, it's like, I mean, if, if you were to, if you were to cut one piece windows into an oval today or like, you know, a ribbed door car or something, I mean, you'd never hear the end of it. Like people <laughs> would light you up on the internet, you uh, know, but yeah, back I, then it was just like, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, well, you, you, you had initially asked us to write down, you know, three things that were eighties. That I had, you know, you well, we're still, we're we're still going to do that. That's going next. That's going next. Oh, okay. Well, if you'll make it because, because my problem was I had a hard time cutting that thing down to three. Yeah. Well, but if if you had to pick three things and it's interesting because uh, I'll tell you after you give me your list. Right. But well, let, let me do my top five. Right. So my top five would be obviously would be the chop top that I own. That's one of my, that's one of my all time just, and it's not because I own it, but it's because that car, the more I look at it, the more I just, I just love that car. And, uh, yeah. So it chop rod goes on there. And then another one would be, um, the, uh, the, the ZZ top, the pearl, pearl necklace. Oh yeah. Definitely. Oh, that was a good car. That's a good yeah. Car. That was a really good car. And then, um, let me see. I had my, I had my cheat, my cheat sheet up here where I was looking at a bunch of VW trends covers. <laughs> Okay, nice. so no, I don't even need to look at that. So really, I have to. I a cat's rag has to be on there, and maybe I have to re rank them. So number one's uh, chop rod. Number two is cat's rag, um, for sure, because that car to me was so attainable because of the you know the Recaro seats and all that kind of stuff. Pearl necklace was just so cool because it was that you know it was just that that custom that custom uh, you know car that was done in a ZZ Top style that just really stood out. The next one, I'm, I'm pulling it into the 80s, um, but it really came out, I think, 90 or 91. Um, but it, and, and, I have to, and I have to touch bases on it because it was, um, it was a, you know, it had a, it, it was still, well, there's, there, there's a square back in the back that I don't remember the name, it was black and it had, uh, in the back of Cat's Rag issue, it's a black square back with a purple and blue, with a purple and raspberry stripe. But when I think squarebacks, the ultimate squareback to me that really impacted me when I was younger was, uh, I think it was uh, Pookie's Dream, and it was a gunmetal gray late model squareback on fully polished Fuchs. So yep. I'm going with Pookie's Dream, uh, even if it's uh, not in the 80s, I'm dragging in there. Um, just cause I got to give some love to a late model square back. And then, um, and I've, and I have to go and I really have to go with like chop rod, not chop rod. That's what I'm saying. Rod buster. Um, yeah. And I could go with five more cars. You know what I mean? Just like what mean the yeah, I mean, I could come up with, I could come up with five more. It's like a coin with a, a, a two dozen <laughs> right. of them. If you gave me, if you gave me more than 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and rod buster it's, it's, it certainly belongs on any list. I sort of omitted it to, in in the sense that it's almost it's hard to put that into. It's in a league of its own. It is. You yeah. know, it is. He, I mean, when when he built Rodbuster, it was game over for everybody else that was in the Iaska show circuit because he took yeah. out everybody because he took the rule. He built the car to the rule book, like every yeah. single thing where he could max out the detail, the pain in the neck feature. You know the the everything he did so it was an interesting podcast to listen to 
that, you know, because I was never part of that ISCA thing. But to hear right. him say, like, you know, we did this only because the rule book said that. Right. And, yeah. it, you know, and, and it made a lot of things on the car make sense when you look at things like, well, why do you need a credit card to start the car? You know, it's got a, a credit right. card slip. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Everything was just like the coolest technology. He's got a four inch TV screen. And I can say that I've been next to that car and uh and and underneath that car and real up close to that car and it was just like even as as futuristic as it was it was really it's really it, it's dated to the degree of of what stuff's been done to it but so top three things that to you guys is 80s for like parts and accessories on a car what's the top three things whatever two whatever the top three things to you means 80s on a car well, well, I, I, I kind of touched, that- I, I touched on mine already, but I'll just go again. So go I, I like Porsche Raspberry for paint. Uh-huh. I think you can't go wrong with okay. louvers. And then before I said baby turbos, but I would probably switch that to Rossi's. I think Rossi's <laughs> kind of like define the eighties. So I would say Porsche Raspberry louvers and Rossi's. And I think cat's rag had all of those. So no wonder we all like cat's rag because I think that car really epitomizes, you know, all of the period mods of the eighties. So, yeah. I think that's funny that all three of us picked that car, though. So Ro- Rossi's and what was the other thing? Porsche. So Rossi's, Porsche Raspberry Paints, and Louvers. Louvers. Yep. All Be right. it running boards or on the wink mirror cover or, you know, whatever else. But whatever I've, it I've takes. I've got both of those on this car I'm building. So, yeah, whatever definitely the Louvers. Bob, what about you? Yep. Well, all right. I, I, my list is too long, but I'll try <laughs> Just, to shave it down to the three. Yeah, you got to so give me a list. I personally think it's – I'm going to go with graphics. Yeah. Yeah. One-piece windows. Yeah. And pastel colors. The pastel colors is just – I mean, I hate to steal, you know, Tories, but it is. I mean, it, it it's not even just pink. It's right. or raspberry. Right. You take yeah. those out. I mean – when was the last time you went to a car show and saw a yellow car? Right. Yeah, exactly. You you don't see yellow. You don't see orange. You don't see teal. You know, it's, you know, back then it was purple. It didn't matter, you know? Yeah. So it's just, you know, there's any type of color. It's not even just pastels. It's just, you know, right now everything's earth tones. Yeah. Yeah. Or factory colors, you know? There's just not much, you know, there's no creative stuff and so so my my three things that that exemplify the 80s the three things that i go to right away are rossi's a wink mirror and baby turbos like for me yeah baby those three things to me like are are the top three things i think of like if i found a car sitting somewhere and it had those three things on there i would my archaeological brain would say oh yeah this is uh (laughs) this car's from the 80s you know Just because Most those things to me stand out and those things were like I was going through some 80s magazines because a, a friend of mine sent me an entire box, a Porsche guy uh, that, I, that I met in Pomona years ago. He sent me an entire box of 1983 through 1987 VW Trends magazines all in pristine conditions like, hey, I found these when I bought a load of parts. I figured you'd want them. And so I just sent Dang. them to me and I was nice. super stoked to get them because I never really – that's before I was really in the scene. You know what I mean? The early eighties. And so yeah. going back through back issues, 
you know, but it, and, and back on what touch on what Bob said, graphics, like I'm cruising through January 89 and there's this car that has checkered, like a checkered breakaway paint job on two liters and it's a late model square bumper car that, and that's mm-hmm. the other thing too. I think a lot of people, you know, even with cow look in the cow look, everybody mm-hmm. says cow looks are pre 67 only. That's not accurate. There was tons of cow look cars that were 68s and 69s and they just kind of had the, the look to them. And, you know, everybody says that they're only up to that, but there's a bunch of cars that were in the 70s that were Look, late 60s. Yeah, one of, the, one of the coolest, quote-unquote, cow look, in my in my opinion, still a cow look car, is is the one by um, Keith Dean built it. It's not the Squareback, but it was a it's a Super Beetle. It's like a Porsche, it's like a Porsche Magenta Super Beetle with alloys. It's the coolest cow look looking car, and it's a Super Beetle, you know? Yeah. You know, curved windshield Super Beetle. Yeah. So and that was it, shortly after that, you started seeing all the lowering kits and stuff for the Super Beetles. Then people were like, "Oh, these can actually be cool." So you know, yeah, he was kind of a he was kind of a trendsetter in that area for and, sure. You know, you know, to go back to my list, and not to hijack the no, no, go ahead here, but it I made the list not so much that it's a quintessential part or like oh, it's got to be one of these things. But it's more a list of things that you would never do today. Like you would never – my list is graphics. Nobody's going to put a graphic on a car today. How about yeah. color-matched wheels? Careful. Louvers. <laughs> I wrote pastel colors. Um, right. But is, your, is it pink? No, no, no. Okay. No. Okay. Um, you know, no deck lid. How many guys rode around with no deck lid back in the day because they wanted to show off their color-matched sure. engine? Sure. Which is also on my list. You know, color matched engine, one piece windows, shaved trim. Nobody shaves trim anymore. You know, it's, I mean, and I, no, nobody is a general term, but you understand where I'm going with that. And then here's the yeah. other I know chop one guy top. did. When yeah. was the last time you saw someone build a chop top? No, you're 100% correct you know, on the chop tops for sure. Car, you know, Carlos, CRG, rest in peace, you know, he built that Diablo, uh, you know, the replica of his car that he had back in the 80s but as far as i know that's the last i'm sure somewhere in some garage you know if it's a you know those a volks rod or something like that but you know chop tops you know look you own one i mean they just don't really exist anymore nobody's doing that. you know the funny thing is with chop tops too it's a love it or hate it situation i usually am not a fan of chop tops at all and it's like the the card that i have i i don't know why like, and I think the reason I like it is because he did such a slight chop. It's a four inch chop, which is actually quite a bit he chopped out of it. But the way that he chopped it, it looks so smooth. And I never really like it. It never looked at me like a chop top car when I saw it. It just had such a cool look. Even now that I own it, I don't go in the garage and be like, yeah, that car's chopped. It just looks adjusted. You know what I mean? Like you, there's something different about yeah, it. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like the, your car, I am not a chop top guy, Yeah. but he did such an amazing job on the proportions. It doesn't look boxy. It's not too much. It's not too little. Like that to me is the most beautiful chop ever done on a bug. Like I'm serious. I'm not saying that because you know, I like you and you own the car now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, I I honestly think that is the best chop that's ever been done on a car. Well, and if you if you if you look at the reason why he chopped it, if you listen to the podcast, he talks about. I'm like, well, so what made? I mean, are you in a chop top? He goes, no, I wanted a '64 and earlier car. So what I did is I just ended up chopping that car. 
You know what I mean? So it's like, right. okay. So I was like, man, it'd been a whole lot cheaper and easier to get a 64 and earlier car, but right. You know, that's, that's sometimes how the, the circumstance kind of mandates what they're going to do in respect to, you know, in, in respect to the cars. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I think I, I even recall him saying that, you know, he'd never done a chop top before and that he just kind of winged it, you know, he was like, Oh, I'll just, you know, I'll take a little bit out here and, and just kind of see where it goes. And like, I mean, it turned out to be like the best chop I've ever seen that like, I, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one that thinks that, I mean, right. You know, a lot of people, like anytime someone posted a picture of the car, everyone always, you know, says the same thing. Like, I think that's one of the most beautiful chops ever done on a bug. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's really talented super talented it, it back to the beginning of our conversation go ahead you asked about you know cars that kind of you know became you know were found recently speaking of chop tops that have you have you seen on my page that chop top that was found in pennsylvania that's like an early cow look car um it's like, like brown, brown metallic yeah brown. it's dude brms real brms hey hey like, it, it's 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 funny because it is it's it's you know it's funny that your car Bill yeah. and this car were both found both found with original BRMs both chop tops and as far as I know both of you have been invited to the Grand National Roadster show um, yeah the plan was two cars the plan was they were going to park us together right that's no, why that's too cool. I, I, you know wow well and and, and funny that we, you know the Grand National Roadster show we bring that up. Here's Scott Gildner, guy that really nobody knows about. He'll have three cars there. Yeah. No, and I think he, I think you know. he's deserved some due. And when when I visited when I visited him at his shop, we talked about you know louvers and all that stuff. And he said he can look at a new a louver on a car and tell if it's his louver or not because each louver machine is different. And wow. so he and I got to talking, and I said, man, you know louvered uh, firewalls, you know you can't find them, and they're all cheap, super cheap quality or whatever. And then he fired off a louvered firewall and said, here, man, I bought, I made this louvered firewall. He's like, you think there's a market for these? I said, heck yeah, there's a market for those. Let me get that yeah. one from him. So I'm going to get that one from him. And that's going to get tied into my new car. Uh, that hopefully nice. my new car will, oh, shoot, I was supposed to buy, I was supposed to buy some, sorry, buddy. I was supposed to buy some brake caliper rebuild kits and shoot them to him. Cause they just got done detailing my brakes, which I got to <laughs> order those online. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's uh, one of those things where he, you know, e- even when he just did the firewall, he sent me a picture of the firewall he made for me. And he said, yeah, come down and get it, man. Do you think these would sell? I'm like, yeah, I don't see why you couldn't get 200 bucks for a nice gauge, thick aluminum firewall that's built by Scott Gildner. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. actually hand built, not something that's, and I told him if I were him, I would number them and make them individuals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Adding again, more value to the car, to, to the part. Yeah. See and see a, a logo or something on our water jet, a logo that, you know, Scott Gildner, you know, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool years. if he just stamped them, just stamped them with, yeah. with sequential serial numbers, you know, by hand. And then, yeah, uh, that'd be cool. You know, yeah. but we'll see. I'm, you know, some of these artists, um, aren't super great at marketing. And so I'm going to try to do what I can to help them because I, I love to see these guys, get some kind of recognition for their work because sometimes they you know he's a pretty modest dude and he's not like a like a showboat or any of that kind of stuff but the guy i believe he deserves some credit and i was hoping he'd get the credit he he was due at uh the grand national roaster show but uh, definitely we'll we'll see that's to come so speaking of speaking of shows everything's coming up 
Bob, you have any plans on an updated '80s reunion show? I'd love to do one. You know, I mean, it, I think, I think the the '80s reunion show, for lack of a better term, is going to take place at the Grand National Roadster Show. Granted, it's not just '80s, but there will be a lot of '80s cars, cars that I tried to get to come out to the Prado thing that you know, without the Grand National Roadster Show title, you mm-hmm. know, just weren't willing to come out. I mean, the fact that Paige Proctor's car is going to be showing up at the Grand National Roadster Show, or at least tentatively. Um, uh, Ryan Reed, if you're, if you're, I don't know if you're familiar yep. with Ryan Reed, oh, he's yeah. a big hot rod builder. You know, his car, I talked to him. He wasn't able to get it ready. The green one. bringing that out. No, no, no. He has a... No, um, that's his buddy's car. That's his friend's car. I forget his friend's name. Um, yeah, uh, Ryan Reed's car is like a, it's like a pinky salmon color. Mm-hmm. It was on the cover of Hot VWs in like the early nineties. Um, it's a you know a bikini girl cover, cool car. You know nothing nothing crazy, but let look, it's pink. You know nothing. Yeah. You, you wouldn't see that today. Well, Ryan um, Ryan's supposed so to be coming on the podcast too, but he's he's another guy that helped bend up the scene. You know what I mean? Right. Well, he 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 built it. You know, again, we're not, we're getting off topic with the '80s, but he built a car that I saw the very first time I had come out to California, back, you know, seven eight years ago, and I had no idea that he built it. I took photograph after photograph after photograph, and I molded my oval after that car. You know, yeah. fast forward, you know, years later, I'm like, oh my gosh, Ryan rebuilt that. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you know, so. No, for oh. sure. I mean, and and I'm thinking, uh, who knows, man? Maybe uh, we can do something uh, this year. I'm going to do another one crazy weekend in Vegas. Um, we're going to do another poker run. Uh, if you two guys come down, I'll have a vehicle for each one of you to drive for the weekend. So you'll get, awesome. you guys will get That'd the VIP cool. treatment. One of you might get Sweet. the lucky chance to drive uh, the old uh, chop rod around for a little bit. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we'll for sure, we'll for, I for sure love to have you guys down here. And who knows, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll be in the works and possibly do an impromptu 80s get together over here in Vegas if I can, uh, if, if we end up pulling that off this year. I'm most certain I'm going to do that as far, and, and I think we should be open by then. But, uh, uh, you know, definitely I'll reach out to you, Bob, for some help on that and have you uh, definitely see what you can do to shake up some people and get some cars out there, you know? Okay. Nizzy I know, pool. I know, I know. Aaron, I know, I know. Tori and I, are, we have tentatively are getting our '80s cars together this summer. We don't know where, but we're going to get them together to get for something. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, I'm I'm hoping to uh, if there's going to be a show, I'm hoping to try to get a bunch of people to drive to Texas for that Texas Dub Splash. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not super close for you guys. But at the end of the year, if we don't get out. Uh, if you guys don't get out to Vegas uh, around November when they do that Florida bug jam, I think it is. Um, my plan is to get down there and do that uh, and go check out that Florida bug jam. So uh, that'd be cool. Who knows? That's a fun show. Like when That's I lived in Orlando, yeah, we used to go every year when I lived in Orlando. We'd caravan, and man, it was a big show. I mean, hundreds of cars. It was. It, it rivaled anything that I saw in California, honestly. I mean, maybe not in terms of quality, but certainly in terms of, you know, quantity they're, of they're cars. They're just different. They're different styles, man. And I mean, even you, know, yeah. look at, you look at that limo that I bought and I'm like, why would they start with a car that needed this much work? Like, I don't understand. But, you know, it's like when you're in, when you're in southeast Texas and everything you got is a little bit rusty, it's like you just work. That's just what they are. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 
but exactly. Uh, exactly for sure i know i know uh bob's got a hard out and uh we will uh before we wrap it up i just wanted to get so bob if people want to check out your facebook page what's a facebook page and what's your instagram handle my instagram handle is jetski bob one and that's the same thing with facebook too and the 80s page the 80s group let's call it is custom vws of the 80s and 90s and it and i'll tell you what there's no drama it's almost like i don't even have to really police the page it's really a good page. There's no, there's no BS on there. Everybody gets along. It's a good page. I, I really, I'm, I really enjoy running it. it. And I'm surprised how active it is. It really surprises me. Every day I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, look at this. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. And there's, I mean, there's like detectives on there too. I mean, you know, like someone posts a picture and it's like, oh, okay, well, what show was this? Like, when was this? There's that car. Like, like some guy posted a random picture of one of the cars that was in the baby boys car club and directly <laughs> next to him was Randy Carlson's double cab. And it's like, what? Like, it's, it's such a small world, but like, you know, people start posting pictures of stuff and, you know, then people get to reminiscing and, oh, that was my friend. You know, I helped him build that car in his garage. And it's just really cool. I agree. It's it's a neat vibe over there. I, yeah. I love going there. No, it's, sure. a, it's definitely a good it, – it's definitely a good uh, – um, it's a good page. I kind of get bumped out when I see Jim, <laughs> when I see Jim Moto's like, yeah, there's my car. He's like, isn't that Bill's car? <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's uh, it's definitely a cool page, man. And, and and I have to say, the surprise of the year was was that car getting snatched up from Bakersfield and moved over to uh, you know, Europe somewhere. So that that was the surprise Bob, of the year. Do you have to go, Bob? Oh, he's back. I'm back. Bob, no worries. We'll let you. We'll let you. We'll let you close out, and then I'll get with. Uh, we'll wrap up with Tori here, man. Good having you on, Bob. I appreciate you, man. No problem. Daughter's All gymnastics right, cool. takes priority. You got it, awesome, buddy. man. I'm glad you got to come on, Bob. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, bro. All right, cool. Later. 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 So, Tori, for people to get in touch with you or see what you're doing, what's your what's your Instagram handle, and uh, where where can they check out what you're doing? All right, so my Instagram is uh, v dubber. And then the number four life. So V Dubber for life on Instagram. That's mm-hmm. pretty much all I do. I don't, I have, I have Facebook, but only to get on, honestly, only to get on a uh, Bob's eighties page. That's the only reason yeah. I use Facebook. So no, for sure. And funny. what I want to do is want to get you. On- I, do, I, I have to ask you real quick. Sure. Though, like I do have to ask you though. Like, are you still every bit as smitten with the chop top? Like after oh, having, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, bro. Listen, seen under the skirt, so to speak. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm so glad. Like, I didn't want you because they always say never meet your heroes, and and I was like so afraid that like you'd get the car and then you wouldn't like it or like you were just like, eh, it's not what I thought it would be. But like, I'm glad you're still into it because I I seriously love that car. That no, thing is awesome. The cool part about that car is it's got donkey power because it's got a 2332 in it, so it's got it's got good power. My brother George tuned mm-hmm. it up, dude. So it's I mean it's it's ripping now. And then I just changed it to five, wide five disc brakes in the front put a little i put a two inch narrowed beam and a wide five disc brake kit mm-hmm. so i netted three eighths narrowed on each side which is not a lot but it brings the one the 135s in a nice. little bit and it and it looks good like it, it fits the wheel tire combo it sits in there nice and uh we are yeah. uh, we're dialed in and good to go so I, i'm loving Sweet. how that's looking and you know, George has got it tuned up. And I said, we, we've been going through doing a bunch of stuff. Like when I had that car, we had it up on the lift. There was no, uh, there was zero gear oil in the thing. And, um, 
the the boots had been torn and I was like, man, this is weird. No, no gear oil. And that's what happens when there's no, when there's no gear oil leaking all the boots out. It's, not, <laughs> it's not there. So George T is dialed it in, man. And that, and that car is going to be a ripper to drive. She's not perfect, but to me, she's got such a cool look and everybody recognizes the car, which is, which is the reason why I like that car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, yep. it, it definitely connects with a lot of people. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally not disappointed in it. Uh, you know, the BR, the BRMs are the saving grace. You know what I mean? Like the BRMs yeah, on definitely. it. And, and my attitude is like, I'm going to drive it with the BRMs. I've got another set of BRMs, but those are going to go on the giveaway bug. So, um, yeah. But, but yeah, hopefully you keep us updated with your with your project and maybe we'll do uh, kind of a special on, on restoring the 80s and uh, do one about a, kind of what you've been going through and doing with your car and, and awesome. have you back on here and talk about that because there's for sure I want to go through maybe an outline piece by piece of what your processes you're going through to restore that car to the eighties and, and some of the research you've had to do and the surprises cool. that you found, man. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on Tori and, uh, let Bob know our next eighties, what we're going to do. I'll let you know this. Now the next eighties we'll do is type threes of the eighties and nineties. I'm opening up now to the eighties and nineties. Cause really that's our era. Cause we're all nineties kids, but we all, we, we crave things that were in the eighties. So, um, yeah, definitely. Let's for sure. Uh, let's for sure reach back to that, and our our next thing will be the Type Threes of the '80s and '90s. So, and there's some good ones, man. Rinker Dinker Stinker comes to mind, and the glass back. Like, there's some good Type Threes yeah, back then. There's That's some cool. rad ones. So, and I think on the next yeah. pod, I think on the next podcast, we're gonna take the eight. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a. Uh, like an elimination, uh, the best cover of the '80s for trends and for hot VWs, and then we'll maybe battle them uh, again the finals oh. against each other. So <laughs> that would be amazing. We're gonna make a flow chart and kind of do that. So uh, that I would be cool. Count yeah, me in. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you coming on, brother. And uh, all right, man. Be good. You got it. Safe man. travels back from Mexico, dude. You, you got it, brother. Later. <laughs>